one percenters. Welcome back, Coach T. Lamb here at 1424 Training, where the goal is to take 14 minutes, 24 seconds, or 1% of your day to get better. If you're wondering what an educational psychologist, personal trainer, basketball coach would look like, you can follow me on Instagram at Coach T. Lamb. In today's podcast, I want to talk about the five positions on a basketball team and why I think they're outdated. After that, I want to share the five roles I divide my team into, why I think it's better than positions, and lastly, how the players basically categorize themselves and how I just help to develop them. The five positions on a basketball team, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. Well, the game has changed quite a bit, and even in today's game, small forward, power forward don't even really exist. Point guard, shooting guard don't even really exist anymore. And centers, they're completely extinct. The way the game is now, it's really two guards, three forwards, or three guards, and two forwards. Players have evolved, so the naming of their positions have changed. It's called pass-first point guard, shoot-first point guard, stretch for the positions. They've changed as the game has changed. As the game has changed, it's sped up. I think when basketball originally started, positions were basically developed out of necessity and a way to categorize players basically by their height. So the smallest players would be the guards and the biggest players would be the forwards and the centers. It was an easy way to classify players based off of physical talent. If you were fast and short, you would be a ball handler. If you were big and strong, you would play closer to the rim. It just made sense for the way the game was back then. The strategy was to get it to the little guys, get it to the big guys. The big guys are standing by the rim, and then the big guys put it in the rim. It was a clear-cut strategy, and it worked. The big guys used to dominate the game. Well, the game evolved with the addition of the three-point line, and little guys started to use that in their favor. So they shot a ball that was worth three points, shot it from further from the rim, and it evolved. So guards became more powerful, useful, efficient, whatever you want to call it. They just had more impact on the game other than just passing it to the big man. So as that evolved, the three-pointer and the two-pointer became pretty even. And now... With the mix of bigger guys shooting three-pointers, they don't have to be near the rim anymore. So if you don't have to be near the rim, then you can be a big guy and shoot three-pointers or you can be a little guy and shoot layups or dunks. The positions become more, more blurred. LeBron James, 6'9 or 6'10, and they call him a point forward. Ben Simmons, they call him a point forward. It's a hybrid of a point guard, but in a forward's body. I don't like to use positions anymore for this reason because it gets so blurred. It's so confusing and players don't know what role they are. They just think that they're a center because they're tall or they're a point guard because they're small. 
So with my players, I explain to them that there's the positions, but then I break down the roles. So there are five roles that I use, just like the five positions. Instead of point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, I go by scorer, sniper, slasher, defender, and playmaker. Scorer, sniper, slasher, playmaker, defender. So those five. So as soon as I just use those words to players, they already have a feeling. They already know, oh yeah, I'm this type. I'm this type. Okay. When you give them a position and they're in between size, they don't know what position they, they play. They, they wait for you, the coach, to tell them which spot to go into. Are they with the forwards or the shooting guards? Or if they're a big guy, they're worried if they're going to get in trouble if they're dribbling. Okay, So with the roles, the players already know from their own experience how they play. Okay, A sniper is a shooter. This is your Clay Thompson, your Ray Allen. You have scores. That's your Kobe Bryant. That's your Michael Jordan. Your slashers. Those are like Dwayne Wade, um, Matt Barnes. You have your defenders. You have like your Dikembe Mutombo's, Ben Wallace, uh, Dennis Rodman. And then you have your playmakers. Your playmakers are like Steve Nash, uh, LeBron James. These are your playmakers. Okay. Your physical talents don't determine your role. Your mentality and your skill set determine your role. The biggest reason I think roles are better than positions is because with roles, players clearly understand what they can bring to the table. It's a mentality and a skill thing put together in conjunction with their physical talent. So there's lots of discussions about LeBron James being the best player in the league, but He's a playmaker. His biggest knock on him is that he's not a closer. He's not a scorer. He's never been a scorer. So anytime he's been in a position to be a primary scorer, he fails. That's why he doesn't hit these clutch shots, these these jumpers. He always drives to the rim. He just uses his physical talent to slash and playmake. That's his style. That's his mentality. When LeBron James had success, he had a scorer and a slasher snipers all around him to close out the plays he would make the plays the shooters the Kyle Corvers the Ray Allens they would close the play for him if he would drive D Wade would slash behind him close out the play for him Kyrie Irving if the team was in a jam and they needed a bucket they went to Kyrie Irving not LeBron James your roles Clearly define what you need to do and provide for the team. So when I get a new group of guys, I tell them the positions. I tell them the roles. They divide themselves. And as soon as they divide themselves, then I can split the teams. I can split the teams into three and three scenarios, four and four, five on five. And watch if they have the self-awareness to know what role they are and actually if they are actually that role or not. 
Some players don't know their role. They don't know their own skill. So I let them play. I let them figure it out on their own. Some players have more experience. Some have more background. Some have siblings. Some people are more vocal. Some people are just tougher, harder defenders. You can never figure it out unless you watch the kids play and create some kind of chaos. The less instruction you give them, you'll find out who your leaders are. You'll find out what happens when chaos breaks out. If there's no rules, there's no structure. Who's going to foul a little bit harder? Who's not going to foul? Who's going to back away when they get fouled? Who's going to come to back their teammate up when they get fouled? Who's creating the plays? Who's directing traffic? Who's shooting on the shots? Who's ball hogging? What happens when that player misses? What happens to his confidence? Does he get shook? Does a friend, teammate go support him? Does everybody put their head down? There are so many things that you can watch when you watch players play that indicate what role they are or how they feel about their teammates or if a player takes a bad shot, everybody gets mad at that person. But if a player takes a shot and misses, but everybody has confidence in that player, then that player is probably your best scorer. If you pass it to a person and they're right next to the rim and they don't want to shoot a layup and they dribble it out, well, they're probably not a finisher. They're probably not a slasher. They're afraid of being near the rim. If you have a guy that always just dribbles around and passes a wide open layup, then he's probably just a playmaker. He's looking to make plays. He's not confident in his ability to score, his ability to close things out himself. So I let players play and I watch and I see how it develops. And then from there, I'll choose my my five best players that fit the role the best. And then we'll build from there. I'll identify to each player what their primary role is, what their secondary role is. And then from there, we develop their primary and secondary. And then we try to fill in the gaps with other people that fill in those roles. It's hard to change a person once their mentality is already set. So build up a person's primary, build up a person's secondary, and then fill out the team that way. And then if you don't have the right pieces, you try to find other pieces. Don't try to make other people fit in there. Thanks for listening, guys. That's all I got for today. You can leave me a message on Instagram at Coach T. Lamb. Let me know if you liked or disliked this podcast. You can leave comments there on how you feel about this topic or you can suggest topics that you would like me to talk about. I'm always looking for ways to improve. So if you got any feedback, I'd appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys next week.